This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 12. On today's show, we discuss finding balance in life. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small habits, little things that we can start implementing right away. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Each week, we're going to sit down with a certified health expert from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, and we're going to look at all kinds of issues. We've covered nutrition, well-being, stress reduction. That's coming up. I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. And in this episode, we're talking about bringing all of these ideas that we can, that we've discussed so far, into balance so we have a balanced life. Cindy Bjorkquist is back with us. She is Director uh, of Health and Wellness Programs at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And of course, we're so happy that you're back. Uh, this is, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be, I mean, we have great one. experts, so I'm happy to join everybody. Aww. But it's just been such a joy to be with you because I, I've learned right so you. much. I keep making so many notes of all the things you're telling us. So let's talk about how do we go Let's go back. Episode seven, I think, is where you and I started. So we're now up to 12. Mm -hmm. This idea again, if somebody's just joined us, the difference between well-being and wellness. Wellness was a phrase we used to hear a lot about. Now we're hearing about Mm well-being, trying to get our life into balance, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So think about it. Wellness has been around forever, physical health. And Mm -hmm. so now, and we used to talk about this idea of balance and work-life balance. Have you ever, you Mm -hmm. know, listen to a podcast, listen to someone talk about work-life balance? We did this for a year. We educated on how to do that. You know, it really doesn't work, you know, because you're going to think about it. You bring your work to life to at home and you bring your home stressors, if you have any, into work. So now we've kind of in the industry turned a little bit and said, you really can't separate it. So instead of doing work-life balance, you should be looking at resilience and mindfulness and all the things that we've been talking about in all these podcasts, which which actually broaden up to well-being. You know, Mm -hmm. look at your sense of well-being. So now we focus on the well-being, resilience, and how to find balance through meditation and mindfulness and all of this, because you want to focus on your joy and your sense of purpose. And we talked about the Blue Zone books, your emotions. You want to be positive. You want to be happy. Journal if you have to. You're, you want to be empathetic towards others and mindfulness and meditation. So this is how we're trying to get our life in balance as opposed to saying we have to have work-life balance. It's mm-hmm. just a different approach. So we've talked about this. And one of the things that it even struck me after last episode we in the West, we in America in particular, we are sort of the rugged individualism idea, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. What if you feel you're off balance, you're right. out of kilter? Who would you say you should be seeking some guidance from? Obviously, at work, there could be somebody with an HR or if there's one of these well-being programs, but oftentimes we intuitively know we're a little off kilter. Yeah. Who should we go to first? So I have a great example for this. And I think the answer to that question is you turn inward and try to identify what part of your life is out of balance. And I think people know, but but here's here's my example. So I went to a resort in Utah and I was climbing and I had this opportunity to climbing go. Climbing a mountain. I was climbing a mountain yeah. and I had a guide and the guy said, hey, are you going to this labyrinth walk tonight when the sun goes down? And I really, I knew what a labyrinth was. You walk in a circle yeah. in a field. So, but I had the opportunity um, to actually do this walk. And while we were walking, we did exactly what you just asked me. You know what's happening in your life and Mm -hmm. you can identify the different things in your life and you can assign those to a rock. 
And if you visually think about this, it's called a Karen, but if you visually think about this, if you have like six different parts of your life and you think you're out of balance, you might have family and your, you know, your elderly parents or your children, different layers, right? So as I was walking around this circle and we were shaking a gourd, it sounds weird, but it was so cool. We're shaking a gourd as we're walking around. (laughs) You're getting kind of weird on me. Yeah. And you had your bare feet and the sun was going down, you know, it's Utah and it's hot and everything. And so he, you had to identify the one thing in your life that was out of balance. Then when you got done with that labyrinth walk, we went into a field and we gathered stones. And while you were piling them, the exercise, you think about what you had out of balance in your life. And the Mm -hmm. idea was that you inwardly think about what's out of balance. It could be your health. Are you verbalizing this to somebody else or you're just thinking thinking about about it, it, praying about it, it, meditating? Yeah, Yeah. you're meditating on it and being mindful and being focused about, you know, my rock layers are this. And and one of them might be health. So we talked a lot in the podcast about how to improve your health, physical, spiritual, Mm -hmm. emotional, all of those things. So you can figure out what's out of balance and then you set a goal and you try to target on how to get yourself back into balance again. And this idea of the Karen, which is stacking those stones for balance, is just a an exercise to help you think about it, to become aware of it. But then you were to go back home, gather stones around your house, and then you were supposed to stack those stones to have a visual reminder of yourself on a daily basis in your house. And so I had one in my office. I have one today for 2018, which has a different layer of number of stones, and they're actually assigned differently than they were back in 2015 when I went there. But it's the idea that to keep your life in balance with all the things we talked about through this podcast that fall under well-being, physical, emotional, spiritual, that when you're out of balance, identify what it is, mm-hmm. and then try to work towards recorrecting yourself. So let's you paint this picture because I know what the rock Karen is, and you've you've done it, but it, it really is like this stack of pancakes, right? I mean, yeah. it's, you're stacking these rocks. We've yeah. seen them. They're being used in visuals now for different oh, reasons, yeah. you know, with a quote, something else. What is the old tradition here from, right. from uh, Native American Indians? I that- actually looked it up when I was out there because I didn't know what the definition meant. So in the olden times, mm-hmm. when Indians were out in the field and in the forest, if you saw a pathway that branched into two different sections, the fork in the road, the fork in the road, they would put a Karen on the correct path. So it gave you the idea that you had to go that way, go I right, see. and don't go left. So that is kind of translated into mainstream thinking of, if I build a Karen, I'm on the correct path. And even my bracelet, this I got this when I was in Utah, and it says, trust your journey. So it's the same kind of thing that I'm trusting that I'm on a journey in life and that I have all these things that I'm working on and I'm trying to maintain balance as I go through mm-hmm. life. And if something gets out of balance, I recognize it, I empower it, and I try to change it with what we talked about in previous podcasts with rewiring my brain, going back to journaling again, helping myself Mm -hmm. out with that thing that's out of balance. So I guess where my question started was this idea that all of that makes sense to my brain, that we have the ability to do it yourself in a way. And yet there are times where you get overwhelmed, either it's by anxiety, depression, something where you, it's okay though, to turn to a coach, a counselor, to God, to your spouse, right? I mean, there may be times where you need help getting back in balance. 
And I think a lot of this well-being construction and development of classes is bringing people down to them taking the accountability to, one, understand where they are in life and Mm -hmm. things they need to change, habits or behaviors, and then giving them tools and resources that they need to help them. And it could be something as simple as journaling on a piece of paper. It could be watching a variety of, you could watch TEDx's. There are amazing TEDx's on there on people that are doing neuroscience and how to change behavior. There Mm -hmm. are happiness TEDx's. There's a lot of stuff out there to empower yourself to understand what you have to do to maintain your balance and a high sense of well-being. And it could be something as simple as, and I'll give you another example. When I came back from Utah and I was thinking about my life and balance and raising two boys and all this kind of stuff, I was in the car with, and I identified when I was out there that I'm not present enough with my kids, that I still work at night a lot and I need to be more present. So I was in the car, seven o'clock at night, going to dinner with Shay, my son, and he was maybe uh, 13 at the time. And I was on a phone call at night, 7 p.m., right, going to dinner with him. And I'm on a phone call mm-hmm. with one of my managers. And we're having this, you know, exchange. I see him reach into the glove box and he pulls out a Band-Aid. And I'm looking at him on the side of my, you know, what is he doing? He's got a Band-Aid. And he gets a pen and he actually writes on the Band-Aid, leave your drama at work. Now, how perceptive is that? He was way more mindful than I was at that present moment because he's like, you know what? We're having a moment here, mom, son, going to dinner, seven o'clock at night. Your drama is influencing me. Mm -hmm. And so you need to leave it at work and we need to have this better kind of relationship. So that's kind of... We're not talking about huge goals here that people can't do. It's it's about relationships and my physical health, and it, it broadens into my mind and and how I deal with other people. All of this stuff is exploding yeah. in the industry under well-being. And how much, and you pointed this out in the last uh, podcast, how much of the exterior, the external stressors can influence our work life and vice versa? And you said it again today. I've got a buddy who, um, he eventually wrote a book, but I remember talking to him. He's a coach. And a, like a life coach. And he said to me, I really had to work hard at something. I said, what were you working at in your life? He said, I kept trying to keep up with the Joneses. So do you know what the name of his book is? Who are the Joneses anyway? Oh, I, I mean, love that. why are we going through our entire lives worrying about the neighbor who got a new BMW? Like, who are they That's anyway? Right. I mean, why am I keeping up with people I don't even know? I thought, how brilliant is that? Absolutely. But he was able to influence his own life by getting rid of that stressor that because he was leading a rather successful life at the time in corporate America, I have to keep running. I just have to be on the treadmill. And he said, oh, heck with it. Think about that. You never have that sense of accomplishment. You're always reaching for something more. Yeah. How stressful that is in itself. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about this idea of avoiding negativity because you've come back to that over and over again. Sometimes it's easier than other times because we can tend to fall into gossip Mm-hmm. We can tend to fall into just talking jibber-jabber about something that we don't have any control over. How do we balance that idea of negative thoughts making us resilient, you know, kind of buffering us, and it's a workout, and at the same time, we know that we we have a tendency. I mean, that's what TV news is all about. Just give me some bad news, I'll watch it. Oh, you know, and it's funny you mentioned news, because the child that told me that wrote on the Band-Aid, Leave a Drama yeah. at Work, Shay, he actually does not watch national news. And there's actually some research on this too, where think about it, you get home at night and you've had a really pressure day and you turn the news on and it's all negative. I mean, almost all of it is negative. Yeah. Take it to the very well, except last- the weather, well, which the was, weather. A, I made a career of that idea. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the last, you know how in newscasts they have the last two or three minutes or five yes. minutes of something positive we to leave you with? We call it the kicker story. The yeah. kicker story. I'll leave I, you smiling. I want to just block everything out and get to the kicker story because, you know, but it 
ideas about negativity turning to positive, positive emotion, positive relationships, and how do you get there? You know, there are a subset of the population who wake up every morning and they're positive and they're happy and they're very lucky to be in that state. Mm -hmm. For those people that aren't like that, they do need to help themselves. And I think the biggest message here is that you can change your brain. And we've talked about that a lot. And there is research to substantiate that, that if you want to rewire your brain to be a happier person, to affect your social network and your family and your friends, that you can do that from a lot of the things we talked about, journaling and hanging out with people who are social contagious and you deciding that every day that you're going to be more empathetic to others, which is going to affect you. So there's all these things that we talked about under this well-being umbrella that actually will help you counteract that negative thought that keeps trailing through your mind. Because that's hard. And anxiety and depression, that's a part of this. But when you talk about anxiety and depression and what clinical people are doing in that realm, because I actually presented the other day after, uh, no, before somebody was talking about that, they said, you know, ironically, a lot of this mindfulness research and meditation is exactly what we tell our patients to do. And free phone apps are out there for meditation Mm -hmm. and mindfulness. And so those are things that people can do today or tomorrow that don't require a lot of money and they don't require to go to a workshop or something. So it's things, it's quick hit things like that that they can do. I shared with you, uh, a member of my family has high blood pressure issues and we were able to get an iPad together, nice visual images, mostly of nature and beautiful music and to watch the blood pressure drop from a very high level and steadily ratchet itself down over the course of, I'll give it 10 to 15 minutes, right? I mean, astounding in terms of the amount of time Mm -hmm. of just sitting there, breathing in and out deeply and looking at this. I was blown away. And not that I was a doubter, but I just watched it happen before my eyes. So while that's not necessarily related directly to negativity, I think you can calm yourself down in so many ways if you allow yourself to, as you put it here at the beginning with that great quote, you can unplug. You you know, you can unplug the vacuum cleaner and it'll start again tomorrow if you Mm. plug it back in. That's a good analogy. It's a really good analogy. Based on what you just said, one of the things that I love to do besides running, because I just go to another place when I run, is... Uh, walking in trees. Have you ever tried this? So there's some, there's also some research about, you know, anxiety and depression okay. and counteracting that walking in nature and how we're so wow. detached from that. Yeah. So maybe tomorrow go find yourself, mm-hmm. you know, a woods mm-hmm. or a, a hiking nature trail and just get out in the trees and enjoy nature. That, that is that so funny. My, my 31 year old, our 31 year old son called me yesterday and he said to me, uh, dad, so what are you doing Saturday? My wife's out of town. We, uh, a good friend of hers lost her husband. So she's there supporting her friend. And I said to my son, Matt, I said, I don't know. I'm not really doing much Saturday morning. He said, Dad, how about we grab our shoes? We just go for a nice hike through Mayberry State Park. (gasps) It's just going to be the two of us. The other kids are somewhere else or busy. And I can't tell you. I've already thought of this in advance. I don't care if it's pouring rain. I mean, short of some kind of big thing. I don't care what's going on. That is my time to be with my boy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and i thinking about walking through the woods. I got calm after the phone call. I'm not even in the woods yet. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's an awesome story. Yeah. All right. That. So let's bring it all home here because we've talked about all these things in previous episodes, finding balance. We're going to move into some medical advice here coming up shortly. But as you look at all this research you've had, what are the parting words of wisdom? So you don't have to write them on a Band-Aid like your wise son. But, oh, absolutely. You know. Probably for people to understand that 
there's the physical that they have to take care of themselves physically. But and beyond that, it's the mental and emotional and all the things that wrap around what we had these podcasts about. And, you know, and one thing talking about the balances, I personally feel that balance and well-being, they require this constant recharging of mm. your soul and that recharging of your soul is something that lifts you through day by day and that you have to find what you're passionate about. And if you could experience that sense of purpose and that passion throughout your life, then you're going to have a higher sense of well-being. So understand where you are today and and make small changes and try to change the habits and and try to change your social connections but really think of yourself and your passion and your sense of purpose and you got to recharge yourself take that vacation yeah. get out in the woods and really experience life because life is wonderful and it's a great gift well it's been wonderful sharing these microphones with you the past several episodes so thanks Cindy right Bjorkquist she is the director of health and wellness programs at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and we want to thank you for listening to a healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like what you've heard, maybe you want to go back and listen to another episode, go to a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can also leave a review or a rating there on iTunes and Stitcher. You can get all the uh, episodes downloaded on your smartphone or on your tablet. So you can use your favorite app or you can go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and do it there. Next week, we're going to talk about something. We shift gears just a bit. Our next episode, will get into uh, stress reduction. And we're going to talk about it, not just from the mindfulness uh, and the well-being side, but also the physical nature. Dr. Dwayne DeFranco will be joining us. So we hope you tune in then. Thanks so much for being with us.